Yo, yo, what is up? Welcome back to the Culture and Cannabis Podcast. I am one of your hosts, full-time Tony. I'm here with my guy, JC Coates. What is up? What's up, my brother? How we doing? What's, what's up, my good my good brother? I was I was live on Instagram, and then it just, for some reason, just dropped me out. I don't know what happened. Someone must have, you know, hacked my phone, but, mm. you know, I, I like to go live. I like to have the duel, right? I have mm. my, my live right here, and then we're live right here, or mm. like right here, or like right there. And so, I just like, you know, the death of how having multiple, multiple lives. lives multiple lives multiple lives well, and you know you're at mercy of of being live you know what i mean so if it gets cut off then you know that, it happens it happens living the live life yeah the live life sometimes yeah. the lives get killed hey it's all the way live it gets all the way live and then gets all the way killed um jc who's our guest today um well you know we we did have a, a very special guest but He's got some travel issues, so he, you know, we had we had to reschedule the the one and only Joe Corey. Uh, good, good. Well, you know what? I'm happy. I I need full I need full time with Joe Corey, and I yeah. hope. I mean, I I think it's going to be a remote podcast, but hopefully we can get Joe Corey in the studio because I love his energy. I like his energy. I like his art, and he's a, you know, I like his hugs. Honestly, too, he he know? he does have he, a good hug. He's a good hugger. He is know? a good hugger. So, yeah. He is a good hugger. Um. But yeah, man. So two weeks in a row without a yeah, you're, you're, you're stuck with me and uh, and yourself, bro. Full time Tony, JC Coates. I mean, that's all I really need. That's usually who I'm with ninety nine percent of my day, anyways. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about this, like you know, like what if our com our conversations in general were recorded? Mm -hmm. I I think that probably I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, it, life might be a little bit easier for us because people would just know what we feel all the time but yeah. at the same time some sometimes some of the shit i be saying though like you know it's just off the wall it just should be you know best kept between you and i yeah you know? no that's how i feel too there's sometimes <laughs> i just be saying shit i'm like what am i saying right now i don't know <laughs> but we're out here um anything exciting happening um you know a lot of sales are happening you know we're I'm ma managing sales in two states right now how's that feel um so it feels pretty good feels pretty good one 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 is you know all about the package flower and the other state is not not so much about the package it's like flower. one state can't get enough package flower they're yeah. like yo they'll literally do anything for package flower i was yeah. gonna make a, a joke on here but you know i don't want to get called by any, any hrs yeah but uh, <laughs> but literally nevada will literally do anything to buy weed and then it's like in oklahoma it's like hit or miss whether or not they're gonna buy mm -hmm. package well, weed yeah i mean it's like a you know it's a different different time well, and then what's going on in oklahoma why why don't people buy package weed uh well you know i think you know first of all that they're in a different place in the process right and when i talk about the process is you know the inception of the medical program um, and then they cruise along and then go into to the recreational. And so through that process, the, the market demands changes and, and the medical the patients want a certain kind of product and the recreational, you know, they want a, a certain kind of product. So, so right now that's in the very infancy of that, that process, right? And so for them in Oklahoma, they haven't even really gotten to the packaged flower part of this whole thing. Um, so that makes it difficult for us, right? It's one of just one of the the many obstacles that we have out in the sales field in Oklahoma. But but listen, we have you know we have a, a few dispensaries like around ten, um, teeters ten to fifteen. Where we have really great relationships. They see the value in the packaged flower. They understand that it's clean. They understand it's better for the patient. We get them at a great price, and 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 they're loving it out there, right? And yeah. so you know, it's a process, man. You know, it's a process. I, I think um, I think we're going to be selling a lot more weed in Oklahoma here pretty soon. I think we're going to be selling a ton. Yes, like, like so fast. I'm like, well, we don't have enough weed to sell everybody. 
Yeah. Which I don't think that's an issue out there. I think they have more than enough weed to sell. They have lots, lots of weed. Lots of weed, which is not the case here in Nevada, which sucks. You know, just Nevada, grow more weed in Nevada. What's, yeah. what's happening? I mean, well, we have that limited license uh, situation. Limited, limited license situation. It, it creates different, you know, problems that, that don't really exist in, in places like Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 No, it's, well, you know, just different issues, different, different problems. problems. I think I'd rather have Oklahoma's problems, though. I mean, would you? Would yeah. you? Yeah. 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 I think I really have Oklahoma's problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already do have, we do have those problems. Well, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like, oh, you're if gonna... I had to pick one or the other, it would be Oklahoma problems or Nevada problems. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of Nevada, mm -hmm. something that I'm going to try to say mm -hmm. calm for. Yeah, we, well, I mean, let me just frame, <sighs> like, let me set you up, right? So, like... I'm not um, happy right now. You know, a lot of people aren't happy, right? And, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's justified, right? Some of that justified anger. But, Am but, I justified to be angry at this time, JC? I mean, you know, I don't really believe in justified anger, but this could be a, a, a situation that could be an exception. You know what I mean? Like, so w w with the lay of the land out here and t going back to the process of medical to recreational to do you smoke it outside? You know, Nevada, where are we at in that process, right? Well, so we still haven't figured out the public consumption of this thing. And it's really frustrating, right? It's, it's like... It almost to me, and and, I, and I'll I'll let you go, go in on it because you know we've put we've put a lot of of, of work into this. We've we, you know we've invested our time, talent, and resources to the Chamber of Cannabis and and to you know uh, you know energy to kind of hope that we could get some fair license situations here when it comes to the open consumption event license, open consumptions in Nevada. Where do we get though, Tony? Where are we at in that process? So. It's not good. Let me just let me just say that. Let me let, let me first start off by saying, um, I think that uh, the Chamber of Cannabis and Steve Yeager, those people, two individual groups especially, have done a wonderful job of getting this bill to the Senate, mm -hmm. to the legislator, to be proposed on the floor, and like very close to getting passed. What is unfortunate about it is that just like any other bill that goes to any legislator, especially in Nevada, Nevada is uh, not the easiest. It only happens once every two years, which makes it very difficult to stay up with the times. You know, you know, laws that are made um, by June first—that's when all everything has to be wrapped up and closed. June first, the Nevada legislator. Uh, that's we what we get. We that's what we get, and we have to wait two years from that June 1st to ever change those laws again. Mm -hmm. So that's the frustrating part. So let's talk about this bill. AB 341, the Con Cannabis Consumption Lounge Bill. So this bill has been something that I personally, and I know JC has, since legit the day I got into the cannabis industry almost six years ago, that I was like, this, this needs to happen. Like this is, you know, Las Vegas is the is the vice capital of the world. We have prostitution, we have alcohol, we have gambling, and now we have marijuana. So to not have a place where you can legally consume it is the dumbest shit ever. So having these lounges pass in any form is in, in retrospect is a win. It's just unfortunately this type of win doesn't feel as good because mm -hmm. of the way that the bill set up. So let's let the initial bill mm -hmm. was the idea that these consumption lounges would be like liquor licenses, right? Mm 
you could, if you owned a current business, if you owned a coffee shop or a barber shop or uh, a restaurant or, you know, a, maybe even a gym, any, anything, that you could apply for these types of licenses just like you could a liquor license and be let people be able to consume products in their in their facility even like a yoga studio even like a yoga yeah, studio I'd be done. um and and then and then you know there would be um it would be better priced right and so instead of being like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar application fee it would only be five to ten thousand dollars a lot more manageable mm -hmm. and then also on top of that they really wanted to do a social equity um part of it which i completely agree with um to help people who literally got put in jail put in jail mm -hmm. for years on years on years for literally selling the same drug drug that i put that's air quotes right anyone listening drug that me and jc sold today okay so that's fucked so they're trying to you gotta fix that first right so they're trying to all right social equity program we're gonna let people that were disadvantaged by the war on drugs be able to get one of these licenses in even an easier way um and somehow make it so that they um get priority with getting these licenses mm. so that was the kind of the initial idea right obviously when you propose a bill there are so many open ends of it but that that seems really reasonable it seems very yeah. reasonable right and so and then also there's a and, and then when it when it got towards proposing it the idea was to allow so so to be competitive for these lounges to allow this thing called a single serving license mm -hmm. which would essentially allow the consumption lounges that were independent not attached to a dispensary be able to buy product wholesale product just like how any bar does in the state of nevada from any wholesaler so that they can then sell it in their establishment okay so that was the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to um, beginning of this week, uh, we find out that there's been a lot of amendments made. Um, these amendments include limiting the amount of licenses to 20 of independent contractors. So every um, every dispensary dispensary will get granted one automatically. They just get one. Then. For people like me and JC who don't own a dispensary license or anybody out there who wants to get a consumption lounge license, only 20 licenses are going to be um, put up. And it's going to be done in a lottery-style system, which I'm indifferent about the lottery-style system. I believe that the lottery-style system could be more fair than a merit-based system, as you saw with the licenses that came out um, a couple years ago where they sued the state, all that stuff. Obviously, merit-based system is a little tough. Obviously, I think a merit-based system makes more sense. You know, you have people and companies like Cultivations and Productions who have been in the industry for many years who maybe do want a lounge, right? I feel like their merit, right, should take precedence when applying for these. Maybe not, maybe should. Anyways, so 20. Out of those 20, 10, gets put aside for social equity. So people that were adversely affected by the war on drugs. Um, and then the other 10 goes to an independent system. This is the, this is the shitty part. So now what they want to do is instead of having the single serve license, the idea is that these independent consumption lounges are going to have to make contracts with dispensaries who are technically their competitor. And so it just seems like a very ass backwards way, right? Because if I, as a restaurant bar owner, can go to uh, Southern Wine and Spirits and buy, you know, alcohol, right? I I'm not competing then 
with Lee's Liquor, right? Mm. Lee's, people go to Lee's Liquor to buy stuff and go home, mm. right? But if I, as a restaurant, had to go to Lee's Liquor and buy alcohol, I'd have to charge a lot more fucking money. And it wouldn't really be advantageous as someone that wants to drink alcohol to go to a bar where they can go to a Lee's Liquor and get it way cheaper. Right. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Out of touch people making... Out, out of touch people, out of touch system. With that being said, obviously, it's dope that we're going to get consumption lounges. It's just, once again, a very much a shortfall in, in the process. I mean, 20 licenses is... You know, I, I mean, I think about it like even for social equity program, like 10, that's all they get is 10. Right. That's how that's your that's how you're going to fix the right. years and years of people who have families have been ruined by giving them. Oh, here's 10 consumption lounges. Oh, and then, by the way, the guy that also has a consumption lounge who has a massive advantage against you because he can sell weed in the same spot that he buys it, that you can go smoke it at. He's going to sell you his weed. Yeah, you're going to go to your competitor and buy weed from him. It's like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And so it, there's just so many things that it, it, it wasn't, you know, it's just, it could be, it's frustrating, right? I don't see yeah. how, I don't see how anyone's going to be able, ever able to make money as an independent consumption lounge. And here's the other part, right? You can't just add it onto an existing business. Also, I forgot to mention that. Now you have to make a business solely for the use of that consumption lounge. So if you had, let's say you had a restaurant or a coffee shop prior, you can't take that business business and change it, you know, just add it on. You have to make a whole new business model um, and completely switch it up. It sounds like a nightmare. Sounds, sounds like, like a nightmare. Sounds like a nightmare. I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, you, you still have to, here's the warning of this whole thing, right? Like, especially out to the entrepreneurs and the people that want to be creative in this space. Um, you know, th this whole cannabis industry thing has been a fight for many, many decades before us and generations before us, and, and it's going to continue to be a fight. But what happens, I see some people, they, they'll get stuck or they get scared with all these roadblocks, but like, you got to hang in there and be able to like, you know, roll with this stuff and, and, and still find your way um, through it, right? Because, because there is still a way, there is still a way, right, Tony? I mean, we're, we're going to still apply for the licenses, right? Um, e even though as screwed up as it is, you know, you, you still got to take the steps to do it. Um, and, you know, and at the end of the day, like for me, my main thing is it's, it just sucks, right? Because, it, you know, they, they regulate the way that we sell it, you know what I mean? And I've kind of like rearranged my whole life for that, right? And then it's like now they want to rearrange how we consume it, right? And so it's just, um, you know, it's just a big money grab. It it is a big money grab, and it's so unfortunate because you have people, um, people like the Chamber of Cannabis, who we've donated to, and a bunch of other bands have to propose a bill that was fair and just, right? And then you know you have people at the legislator who don't really fucking understand what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it really what it comes down to is is you know people campaigning, people paying, you know, to be to oppose it, right? Mm -hmm. So the whole point is, well, how can we make it as difficult as possible so that these lounges don't thrive, so that you know, whoever whoever doesn't want lounges to come mm -hmm. are benefiting from it. So right. it's just it's because just unfortunate. It, yeah, and it's like we're just one group that wanted it this way, right? There's I think there's two other main lobby groups that were 
you know, kind of had a different opinion on certain things a different way. Yeah. And it's, you know, they, they could, may or may not have had more influence, money or whatever, and, but, you know, some of the things probably got shifted in those ways, right? And so that could have been groups that were, you know, had the best interests of the dispensaries, right? And, you know, dispensaries don't want fucking, you know, open consumption lounges everywhere, right? They want people to come to theirs, right? Yep. And so that, you bet your ass that they had uh, people down there, um, you know, writing legislation and, and lobbying for the things that they want in their business, right? And so, you know, it, it, it just, it sucks, right? It's just like, you know, the little guys, right? With the no money, right? We always kind of like, you know, you get left out, right? Yeah, and here's the shitty part. Dispensaries have the money, right? These dispensary groups have the money to hire, hire high power attorneys i'm talking some of the best motherfuckers in the business hands down you know th these guys are you know top top that can pull money together to then sue the state which i mean you're probably talking easy two hundred fifty thousand dollars to do an endeavor like that N none of, of of the small people like even if i got a thousand people together I, it'd be real tough to get 250k just to hire a lawyer to, to sue a state right mm -hmm. so it's just you know we don't have the resources to to change it otherwise right and you know it ends in a couple days um one thing that i did forget to mention is that dispensaries will have to pay a hundred thousand dollars a year while independent contractors will have to pay ten thousand dollars a year with that being said, $100,000, while it seems like a lot of money, is like three or four days of sales at a dispensary. And well, I, I mean, if, if, if you have a healthy store. If you have a store that's doing well, you, you will do $100,000 within 15 days of that month. Like, I'm almost going to say any store in Nevada right now, within 15 days in a month, are doing hundred grand in sales. Total, total revenue. Total revenue. Mm -hmm. And that does not, you know, there's a ton of cost. Obviously, if you own a, a cannabis business, you can't write anything off. So, you know, they're probably not making a massive margin on it. But my point being is that a hundred grand to a dispensary that can now, you can sell a lot more weed by having a consumption lounge on top of it, really isn't that much comparatively to the person that has to pay $10,000, do a build out, and then buy the weed from a dispensary that they have to compete with. So it's just like, um, I just didn't see how, I don't know how anyone couldn't see that, right? Like, I don't get how like, that's not like, so apparent but the biggest thing is though this and this is the other part about legislation it's like well do you care about getting this bill passed or do you care about you know living and dying on these these detailed hills mm -hmm. right yeah. and so it's like it's like and so this is this it's like a not i don't want to call it russian roulette but it feels like russian roulette right because it's like like once you get a bill passed and signed that motherfucker's in there it's set and then it's going to take what you have to wait another two years to make any amendments or changes to that bill um so it's like, hopefully within two years, people care enough about the issues that you guys had talked about two years prior mm -hmm. to change it then. But most of the time it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, that's why you gotta keep moving and, and have other things in play. Because I know there's some people out there that probably thought that, um, you know, they could make a living off of the, the consumption lounges. This was the, the thing in the cannabis industry that was gonna happen, that was gonna, you know, open up for them and, and maybe maybe some of the opportunities are going to happen but it's going to be a little bit less you know but you know for for us we were an event company right like we yes. could have just waited for this right because that's what we did but instead we you know expanded to oklahoma and, and focused on different products and stuff like that at the same time you know participate in lobbying to to help legislation work in our favor you know what i mean but i, I see a lot of people and it's just a warning out there to the 
the creatives and the entrepreneurs out there through through the you, you got to keep all balls in play right you got to keep keep moving because a lot of times these things that you know we're so hopeful they're going to turn out a certain way in fact most of the time don't turn out exactly the way that we think right and so we have to be ready for those those those, those pivots right that um that we have to to get through I mean, and here's, I mean, and like, here's like the, at the end of the day, as I, I'm up here bitching and complaining, and I will, I will never not bitch and complain. Let's make that very clear. I will always make sure my opinion's heard. With that being said, we're still going to fucking apply for a yeah. license. Like, I, I'm, I'm still going to try to get hit to one because I've been fucking for the past six years waiting for these fucking licenses to come out, right? So it's like, yes, does it suck the way that it's set up? 100%. 150%. It sucks. But at the end of the day... If you want to play ball, these are the rules, mm -hmm. right? And it's just unfortunate that people with a lot more money than you make the rules. But that's just how the fucking world is in mm -hmm. any levels. aspect of anything. So it's just like either find your route, make your money so then you can make your impact or give up. That's, I mean, those are your really yeah. early options. Yeah. And the only way to make progress is to not quit. And that's what it's all about anyway, is progress, right? And a lot of times, you know, I talk about it all the time, right? Like you think you want to sell the weed, you think you want to get the license, right? What it is that you're yearning for is just progress in your life, right? And so if you just stay committed to that purpose, the the obstacles don't matter, right? Because you're just, you're, you're committed to the, the path of progress. Yeah. And, and I think this is a wake-up call too, right? I feel like um, so many people want things to be a certain way, mm -hmm. but do nothing about it right like yeah. um this is something that i've been personally working on heavily for the past two years um behind scenes with people that make these types of decisions if you want to make a change or you want something changed well you got to do something about it you can't mm -hmm. just fucking complain from the sidelines you got to fucking hop in the game and tell them, tell them what's going on. You got to start a chamber of cannabis and hope that, you know, maybe the bill you propose gets past the way you want it to be proposed. Mm -hmm. With that being said, there are a bunch of other great bills that are being passed besides this AB 341. Another one that's super important that I think is actually 10 times more important than this cannabis consumption bill, and I know that's crazy to say, is AB 400, which is the um, DUI bill, which mm -hmm. affects you on a day-to-day -day basis way more than a consumption loudout ever would. So what did they what did they turn that into? Um, I don't know the specifics. I know the Chamber of Cannabis is on my live right now. If you want to throw some uh, details in there, that'd be great. But essentially, the previous law mm. made it so that if you had two nanograms mm -hmm. of THC in your system, if you got pulled over, they suspected that you were high and driving, you had two nanograms in your system, you got um, a DUI for that. Mm -hmm. And so two nanograms, for anyone that smokes weed consistently, is 99.9% is .9 of the time going to have two nanograms in their system. At any given day... In other words, you could have smoked a joint yesterday, went to sleep, woke up the whole day, and get popped that evening and got a DUI. Bingo. When you weren't high. Bingo. All. So it was, all, it was all wrong. So did they fix that? Yeah, so that's what they're trying to fix right now. Um... And so the biggest thing is that what they're what they want to do is change it so that they have to test test your blood. So they'll take you down, blood do a sobriety test, test um, and change it. So don't mm. drive high. Yeah, good. don't drive don't drive high, but also don't fucking yeah, every day since I was born two nanograms. People are on my lap. I'm trying to see, figure out. 
um, oh, they're taking out the blood test. So you don't get, so that's how they figure out the two nanograms. They're gonna take out the blood test and do a sobriety test. And so it makes it a lot more fair, right? Cause if I'm, if I, if you give me a sobriety test and I fucking pass, whether I'm high or not, I'm good to drive, yo. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times, you know, it could be of any reason why they wanna, they can suspect you for weed. Your car smells like weed. Maybe you look like you smoke weed. And, you know, they can literally do anything they wanna do. And that's what's so scary, right? It's like, once you get pulled over by a police officer, you're in his world, so, or her world. And so, you know, you just want to make sure you're protected. And so having laws that say, if you have two nanograms of cannabis in your system, fucking gets you a DUI, that's mm -hmm. sketch, right? On any given day, I'm be getting a DUI. So, um, so stuff like that. So that's, that's the reason why we pay groups like the Chamber of Cannabis is to change laws like that, that are, that once again, got put in place when cannabis got legalized, kind of got overlooked and everyone's like, whoa, what the fuck? When that get fucking put there? Or, you know, people were just so excited about cannabis, like, eh, fuck it, we're worried about it later. Now we're worrying about it later and here we are. Yeah. <clears throat> but it took, it took almost, it took two sessions to mm -hmm. make it happen though. Mm -hmm. we, we passed cannabis in one session, it skipped a session, and now here we are four years later now changing this law. So, you know, and that's, that, that goes back to the point of these cannabis lounges, right? If any rules get put in place, it's going to take four to six years to ever change it. So just be careful what you wish for. Yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy, it. man. You got to be a street fighter out here. Street fighter? Got to be a street fighter. Street fighter! Wow, is everyone done with me ranting now? Yeah. Are you, are you done ranting yet? I got so high the other Tell day and, did, and I did this in my camera, like, recording me saying these things. And I was like, you know, let's wait for the podcast. <laughs> Let's wait for the podcast. That's good, man. So let's let's go over announcements. What, what do we got going on? Um, first announcement. I'm almost at seven thousand followers. Oh wow! So did you did you what what happened? You got like, you know what we've been we've been trying some new things. I've been doing a lot more reels, posting a lot more of my story. I'm trying to make some good content for you guys. I think Culture and Cannabis has been making some great content that features me as well. So I think that helps. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think, you know, just getting more out and about, meeting new people and convention season is about to be upon us. Putting in the work. Putting, putting, putting in, in the work. You know, you know what? You know why I'm progressing? Cause I didn't quit. That's it. That's, that's all it, it comes down to. So that's announcement number one. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, I don't know why you don't. You should follow me on Instagram. 16,000 on the, on the CNC page. 16 motherfucking thousand boys and girls. Started at zero. Started nothing start at zero now here we are um we got an event this sunday memorial, memorial day weekends this weekend yeah. oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do a self-plug listen if you're in las vegas <laughs> you need some food for the weekend i'm having doing a great deal 99 bucks the red white and blue memorial day sale it feeds about 10 to 12 people jc's had the food it's phenomenal comes with a full rack of ribs smoked chicken wings our famous blueberry sliders and so much more um, if you want to pick that, you know, give me, shoot me over a DM, give us a call at the restaurant, Smoking Fire, 3315 East Pecos, Russell, no, East, 3315 East Russell Road, Pecos and Russell. So yeah, that's number one. Number two, we have an event on the Sunday for Memorial Day weekend yeah. over at Green Dispensary. Green Dispensary. Green NV, Green Dispensary. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super pumped about that. It's going to be big time popping. They're going to have a ton of activations going on. Make sure to check out their Instagram page. And then, um, and then it's, it's like, feels like next week we have a fuck ton of shit going on. I feel like we have the first Friday. We're throwing in another first Friday event over at the sanctuary. That's going to be from five to seven. 
Five to seven. Yeah. Five to seven. We're gonna have um, we're gonna have some live artists. We're gonna have live glass blowing. We're gonna have OG surge on the ones and twos. We might have some performers. We're gonna have a food truck. We're gonna have brands. The Las Vegas Cannabis Awards will be out there. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be good. This will be popping. And then, and then, what's the <laughs> day after? Don't we have something the day after? Um, I cannot remember. It's that on Friday. Don't we have something on Saturday? We could quite possibly. We could. We could. Why am I spacing? I don't know. I don't know. But those are the two events that are coming up. That's going to be cool. Um, what else? I think that's it, my man. That's it. I, th I think we're... When's the Hustler going to come out, JC? Well, we had some issues with... Uh, we had some shipping issues, right? With, with our... Uh, with the tubes. Somehow, you know... Good excuse. They uh, ended up in LA, right? And so now we got to send them back to Vegas. Yeah. So once we get those tubes in, Hustler, get ready for the Hustler. Y'all ain't ready for the Hustler. Yeah, you ain't ready, man. You ain't ready. I feel like I'm missing something. I don't know. I guess we have a lot of shit that we've been working on behind the scenes that we can't really yeah. announce yet. We have so much shit that's going on behind the scenes. JC wrote this quote not too long ago that I was really pissed off when I saw it initially, but now I like it a lot more. You know, there's times to sow and there's times to reap. And we've been doing a lot of sowing, and I'm expecting a lot of reaping to come from it, so. See, the, the main part of that is you can't do both at the same time. Can't do both at the same time. You can't, you can't reap and sow. You can't sow and reap. Yeah. Is it reap what you sow? That is. That's the saying? That is, yeah. You can reap what you sow, but you can't sow and reap at the same time. That's right. So, that's it, that's it. There's a time to reap, there's a time to sow. Oh. You can't be doing both at the same time. <laughs> that's it. That's it, man, that's it. All right. Well, hopefully next week we'll have a podcast guest. If not, we'll just be more of this. I mean, I feel like you guys like it. I feel like we're having a good time. Um, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Oh, wait. Sorry. Sunday. Don't forget. Four, five, four to six on Sunday? Yes. Four to six. Four to six. Green dispenser. Come see us. Come buy some weed. Um, other than that, we'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys next Thursday. Peace. Peace.